Hello, hello, happy Sunday to you. Another Sunday episode coming at you of Generation on a Mission. Today's episode is going to be so, so good and so much needed. If you've ever asked yourself, how can I possibly avoid power struggles with my toddler or preschooler? Because realistically speaking, I'm sure that's a question that all of us mamas have come across in our three to four short trips around the sun with our little ones. And actually, this is what I've found to be prevalent in the classroom. And it's something that I can see happening in my own parenting from time to time because so many things in a given day happen that I often become so reactive in how I handle situations and I think all of us can relate to that as moms because once we're in that reactive mode it's so hard to come out of it everything becomes stop this or don't do that or I thought I told you not to dot 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 and of course what happens when we are in that reactive mode getting annoyed or angry with our kids and telling them to stop everything they are doing it turns into a power struggle or an argument and we don't want that so now the magical question becomes well how do we handle that how do we prevent that is it even possible to prevent those power struggles from happening well spoiler alert it is possible now I will say not a hundred percent of the time because nothing is ever a hundred percent effective but it is possible so let's go ahead and explore this one easy tactical solution to prevent power struggles before they're even thought about by your little one but before we dive in I invite you to check out my new website www.generalization.com generationonamission.com and you'll find all my blog posts there, my podcast episodes, learning activities and lessons and different ideas for learning and video quick tips and so much more. You'll find so many tactical solutions to your parenting troubles. Yay! And it's ready to rock and roll and I know that you will just love it. Be sure to subscribe while you're there and you'll get my weekly updates. All right, are you ready to dive into today's episode? Let's do it! Hey there, mama. If you want to raise empowered kids who actually listen while parenting biblically, you're in the right place. Not only does this podcast help you strengthen their spiritual gifts and walk in purpose at a young age, but it also teaches you how to parent with intention. Welcome to the Generation on a Mission podcast, where we focus on fostering our children's leadership skills so they can become world changers. Hi, I'm Michelle Schaff, former classroom educator turned parent educator, blogger, and podcaster, all while changing dirty diapers, drinking lukewarm coffee, and leaning on Jesus. Grab your headphones, whip out the tata, and start feeding your baby. We've got some learning to do. Okay, Michelle, so what is this magical solution to prevent power struggles before they even start? Oh man, strap on, it's one word, and it will change your parenting forever. I'm telling you, the solution is expectations. Expectations, that's it. Okay, so maybe I need to elaborate on that just a bit more, but yes, laying out expectations before everything will make your life a lot less difficult when it comes to communicating with your little one. Maybe not at first if you're just starting to implement expectations, especially with your younger, younger toddlers, but it will certainly become easier as you move down the road of life with your kiddo. So what exactly are expectations? It's laying out what is expected of your little one during activities or you know in life in general and how you expect him to get things done before you either move on to something else or when you're around other people or when they're in certain locations or doing certain things whatever it's just laying the groundwork providing expectations for your little ones is not just telling them what to do and that's so important but it's also showing them what to do through modeling which we have talked about before in a previous episode and not only is it just showing them what to do either it's also talking about it with your child and not just to your child and I 
I cannot emphasize that enough. It is so important that you practice these expectations with your little one and don't just tell them this is how you do it. You have to do it with them. Show them and do it with them and that's how you will have success with this. And this can start as early as six months old. You're probably like, what, Michelle, you're crazy. But yeah, I'm not saying at six months old that they help pick up after themselves because obviously that's not an expectation you can have at that point. But for example, I will say I'm talking about something as simple as modeling manners, using communication through sign language. You can use communication through sign language to teach manners like please and thank you. And again, they won't pick up on it right away, but the more you lay out the expectation of communicating using please and thank you and not just grunting at you when they want something, the more easily they will pick up on that and start to use it on their own because they know that's how they get what they want as opposed to grunting or screaming or crying as they turn into a toddler. My one-year-old, for example, knows that he uses please if he wants something or he will say more if he wants something. He knows that grunting is not going to get it done and we taught him that. We started that early but something as simple as teaching manners is an expectation that you can teach at such a young age and you can also teach the expectation of putting your shoes on before you leave the house and you can model that and I do this through song. I sing a little song every time I put on his shoes saying that we put on our shoes before we go outside but you can choose to teach those expectations however you please. All right moving on. What does it look like to lay out the expectations well it's super simple you just write it in the toddler handbook and have them read through it and sign it and then they're on their own to practice it however they please okay I'm just kidding but I was just thinking about how we even have expectations as adults in the workplace and in the real world and that's how they're presented to us it's up to us whether or not we follow them but if we don't then we know there will be consequences of some kind expectations obviously never leave us as we trek through life so it's important to teach them early and often think about us as adults it's important that we know the ground rules before we partake in any adventure in life and we just have to keep that in mind for our little ones too and just like if you are preparing them for a sport you would go over the rules of the sport to make sure they know how the game works it's the same thing life is a sport you got to teach them the rules before they get going and jump in right all right let's lay the groundwork i'm going to break it down into three simple steps as to how to teach and implement expectations with your little one. First and foremost, you have to get on the same page with your co-parent or spouse when establishing expectations. If there is any inconsistency regarding those expectations, then your little one might get confused and will not likely be as successful in following those expectations because kids thrive on consistency they do they need to know what is expected of them so that way they're not confused and there's not this added on pressure of well I'm, I'm allowed to do this here but I'm not allowed to do this here I'm confused so you have to be on the same page I'm telling you, I've seen this time and again, they are so much more successful when they know what is expected of them. So how do you do that? You just talk about it. And this can be as different situations arise throughout your day. And if you're not sure if you're on the same page with your spouse, then just ask them. So for example, you can say to your spouse, if your kid is wanting to play with the pots and pans, hey, are you okay with Susie playing with the pots and pans? I'm okay with it if you are, if we just make sure she uses these utensils and these pots and pans and that she knows where to put them back and that she puts them back every single time and then if it gets too loud that we ask her to stop so just make sure that you are on the same page about that and Susie 
you should be able to follow those expectations every single time. Now, again, I do want to emphasize that I'm not perfect at communicating expectations with my hubby because he is working a lot. So sometimes when he comes home, I just fill him in on any new expectations that I established while he was gone and everything is good. But we're going to tap into communication with our uh, spouse or co-parent in a different episode. Okay, number two, you need to understand exactly what you expect during an activity or when you are out and about. Before your kids even start an activity or go anywhere, lay out what you expect of them. A lot of times when we are out and about, we will go over the expectation of spreading God's love and shining his light in the car and we'll talk about ways to do that. Now, since my preschooler is only three, I absolutely do not expect perfection and my one-year-old still doesn't, you know, get everything. We still talk about it, but we he doesn't get it all, which is fine, right? He's only one. But we will talk about how we use our listening ears and do what's asked of us the first time because that shows we know how to do the right thing. And I know tantrums might still arise, but when we're at someone's house, the name of the game is showing kindness by using manners, picking up after ourselves, and using our listening ears. And my three-year-old knows that. If there is something that he's exploring without having asked, because something about kids is that they just love to find the little loophole in your expectations every single time, right? They will be minding their manners just fine, and then they will find something to pick up that doesn't belong to them because they're just curious and you forgot to talk about it the first time. So that's when you remind them of the expectation you set that it's okay to want to explore, but you have to ask permission first. The next time you go out and about, just talk about that again and talk about how we have to be respectful of other people's things and not to touch things we don't have permission to touch. Remind them of the expectations every time you go to someplace new or the same place that you've been before. Then as they grow older, ask them now, what are the expectations we have at grandma and papa's house? What are the rules we have to follow? Another one, if your kid makes a mess with their toys and the expectation is to clean up their toys, lay that out for them. Tell them when we get things out, we make sure we put them back where they belong or sing it like I mentioned in a previous episode, that's always effective. So a helpful tip might be to think about what you're going to be doing each day when you wake up and think about what you and your kids will be doing that day. Go over anything that you think could imagine going awry with your activities and write out expectations on how you want to avoid those moments. If you take your little one to daycare or preschool, let's say, lay out the expectation or routine in the morning and talk about how they will wake up, eat breakfast, go potty, get dressed, brush teeth, get in the car, through their door, and drive to daycare. In the car ride, talk about some things to expect at daycare, things they'll do, what happens when a kid takes the toy that they want, or what do they do if they want a toy and someone else is playing with it. Just casually bring it up in the car. Just say casually, hey, you know, I bet you'll get to play with some really cool toys today. Do you think there'll be any toys that you want to play with that someone else has already? Yeah, how do you think we can handle that situation? And the more you talk about it, the more that they'll be able to handle that situation as they know, hey, I talked about that in the car with with my mom this morning. I know that I should let the other kid finish playing with it before I have a turn. Now they might not stick always again like they're concrete learners we talked about before but the more you talk about it the more that it'll stick. But if you're staying at home and you know like let's say Play-Doh is on the agenda think about if you want them to pick up all the pieces or if you want them to stick the Play-Doh on the walls or not or if it's okay to feed it to the dog you know all the things. Once you have a general idea of the expectations then you just tell them here's how you play with Play-Doh. I'm going to show you how to play with Play-Doh. We keep it on the table. Is Play-Doh food? No. So it shouldn't be in anyone's mouth? No. Okay. Do you think it belongs on that table or on the floor? What about the walls? Do you think we should put Play-Doh on the walls? No. Yeah, I don't think so either because that would make our house a mess. Now, what do you think we should do when it's time to clean up? Yes. Yeah, you're right. We put our Play-Doh back in its container. Here's how you do that. Let me show you how to pick up all the little pieces and, and here's how you clean it up and put the cap on and everything and then we put it back in the basket where it belongs. Now, if you're anything like I am, we also dive into how we don't mix colors because mama 
doesn't do brown play-doh i mean that's a control thing on my end that i i honestly need to let go but if that's an expectation in your house then lay it out for them and show them how to keep the play-doh separate okay if you know kindness is a hurdle right now for your little one then right when they wake up talk about it while they're still in bed tell them it's going to be a really good day today what are some ways you can show kindness how are we going to make it a great day what about if your brother takes your toy, can we still be kind about that? Can you can you tell me what to do if your brother takes your toy? He might be curious and want to play with the same thing as you. So what should you do if you get frustrated? And asking them in the form of questions helps them to think about it rather than telling it to them because the expectations will go one, in one ear and out the other. Asking questions also involves them. So they're more likely to put it into practice if they have ownership over their choices and they think that they came up with the idea. If you need to, jot down those expectations while you're talking to him and refer to them throughout the day when he isn't meeting them. Just say hey you know we wrote out that it's important to squeeze a stuffed animal when we're angry instead of hitting our brother did you follow that expectation no okay let's make sure we follow that expectation next time and again there's more to it but you know don't be afraid to write it down and refer to it as as a reminder throughout the day for the both of you okay step three is to practice those expectations okay so you know how I told you to ask them about the expectation to get their input and involve them yes that's such a great step but the next most important step is to practice the expectations you have to remember again that your little ones are are concrete learners. They will be much more set up for success when they are active participants and showing you that they can model the expectations for you. So what does that look like? I'm going to refer to the previous examples that I just mentioned before. So if your little one goes to daycare, for instance, practice the routines and expectations one evening on a Sunday to get them prepped for the week. Just go through the motions. Okay, we're going to pretend to wake up. We're going to go into the kitchen, pretend to eat our oatmeal. Let's go do that. Let's pretend to get dressed. Okay, let's go into our room pick out our clothes although I suggest picking your clothes out the night before let's go potty let's pretend to brush our teeth and get in the car okay once you pretend to do that you know obviously don't make them do all the activities but I promise you they will have a hoot pretending to do it they love to pretend to go over the motions it will get them all excited because they're pretending to eat breakfast at night oh it'll just be so excited and then before bed remind them okay what do we do when we wake up talk through it the next morning remind them of expectations when they wake up okay do you remember what we're supposed to do? Do you remember what we did last night? Let's go through it together. And that's a great way to get your kid to know what to expect when they're going into the car. When they know what to expect, you're not going to have this long drawn out process as often. You may still have it every once in a while on those bad days, but they know what to expect. They know the drill and they'll do it like clockwork as time progresses. Back to the Play-Doh expectations. Practice the expectation by saying, hey, can you show me where to keep the Play-Doh when we're playing? What do you do if I say, hey, it's time to put our Play-Doh away? Can you show me what it looks like to clean up? I don't remember. Can you remind me where we put our Play-Doh when we're done? What if the dog looks like she wants to eat some Play-Doh? What should you do? You know, just practice those expectations before you're playing so that way there's no gray area for what they can and cannot do when the Play-Doh is out and there's no room for argument. All right, moving on to the kindness expectations. So have a stuffed animal handy or a puppet to model kindness with your toddler or preschooler. Puppets are great for teaching social skills or even stuffed animals are as well. And again, go through the motions before they start playing with the toys. You know, if you have a stuffed animal, man, Mr. Panda just took your toy. How are you going to talk to Mr. Panda about it? How are you going to solve that problem? Can you show me a way that we shouldn't respond to Mr. Panda? Yeah, you're right. We should not hit 
when he takes our toys, should we? What's something that you can do to spread kindness to Mr. Panda today? Oh, you can give him hugs or you can share your toys. Yes, those are great ways to spread kindness to Mr. Panda. Do you think we can do that with our brother today too or our friends as well? And once they see that concrete visual of how to spread kindness, you can refer back to it throughout the day when you see him making unkind choices or even when he's making kind choices. You did that just like you did with Mr. Panda this morning and that's awesome. But if he makes those unkind choices, you can say, hey, do you remember how you talked to Mr. Panda when he took your toy? Can you show that same kindness to your brother? Laying out expectations is also great to do when they're helping you bake as well. And helping you bake is just something that your kiddos should be doing if they're interested because it's a great way to use listening ears and talk about measurements and all kinds of things, ingredients. And I mean, it's just, it's so good for your kids. Let them help you. But again, lay out all the expectations before they stick their hands in every ingredient and lick their fingers along the way. Just remember that your kids thrive when they know what's expected of them and when they have clear set concise expectations they know exactly what to do and there will be little room for argument which means you've got that power struggle avoided if they try to put the flower on the wall they know they shouldn't do that so that's when you say no our expectation is that you leave the flower in the bowl otherwise we're not baking anymore you have to follow those expectations otherwise we can't bake so we'll dive into that a little bit more in our next episode when we go over how to respond when they do and don't meet those expectations but mama's getting a little winded over here and I know you have so many great things to do today but as always I appreciate you listening so so much so this week I challenge you to write out your activities that you're doing with your little one every day then think about what you expect your little one to do during those activities if you need to write out the expectations so that you remember what you told your little one to do and there isn't any miscommunication and after doing that go over the expectations but be sure to involve them in the process by asking questions so that they have input and ownership and finally practice those expectations as often as you can before starting any activity so that you know they can do it because they've showed you how to do it and be sure to note any changes you see and if the power struggles are at least reduced in your home but i'm telling you it just makes life easier when everyone knows what to expect so with that being said i hope you have a fantastic week that's all from me and i will see you next time bye bye thanks for listening see you next time real quick before you go if today's episode made you laugh learn or love your littles a little more please head on over to itunes subscribe and leave a written review for the generation on a mission podcast If you're needing simple ideas to boost learning for your kiddo, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Michelle Schaaf, S-C-H-A-U-F, or join our Facebook page at Generation on a Mission. See you next time.